folks. Welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the ambassador of common sense, and I'm here with Dan, the ambassador of nonsense. Welcome, everyone. This is part two of the uh, Randall Terry interview we did a couple weeks ago. Um, Last week was kind of mostly storytelling. This week, we get a little bit more into the details of the kinds of things that are happening in the pro-life community today compared to what it was back then. Keeping in mind that what they did back then worked. I mean, it didn't overturn Roe v. Wade, but without it, we would have never overturned Roe v. Wade because his his actions, Randall Terry's actions and and the, the, uh, all the other people who stuck their necks out and got arrested, they were part of what made the government realize, Hey, you can't ignore this. This is a thing. And, uh, you have to pay attention. I, I remember even Rush Limbaugh. Um, you remember he got popular on the pro-life movement, kind of. I mean, he was popular in other ways, but that's what made us all love him was the fact that he would just say it and mm-hmm. he wouldn't be censored. And he would just call it what it is and it, not it beat around the bush. Him. Yeah. Yeah, because it was his... but. You know, he, he was the one who went on Phil Donahue and Oprah and all mm-hmm. these other places. I don't know if he went on Oprah or not, but. And he would just say it. Sally Jesse Raphael. Um, he would just say, yeah, it's murder. And mm-hmm. that's what we were waiting to hear. And that's what that's what turned us and a lot of people we know onto him. Now. He did. He kind of stopped talking about it as much. I mean, it's not that he would lie about it or would hide from it, but he just didn't bring it up as much over, you know, after, say, I don't know, the first five, ten years. Um, mm-hmm. I remember him talking about the fact that Republicans would tell him, hey, you got to stop talking about this. This is this is a social issue. It's a political issue. Or, or it's not a political issue. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's not part of politics. You need to just quit talking about it. And as he neared the end, his last few years, I don't know if you, I, I wouldn't say that he lamented it, but he, uh, he talked about the fact that we're headed in such a wrong direction. And he said, look, you can't kill that many babies per year as a culture and have everybody accept it and not have it affect the culture in a very bad way. That if culturally we are accepting abortion as a fact that can't be fought against, it's a sick culture and bad things are going to happen. Yeah. And then, you know, and such a culture would not deserve to, uh, to, to be sustained. Right. Now, but so, but, but operation rescue and, uh, the actions there, I think, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, it brought 
to in, into the visibility of, of, you know, we say the government and, and we don't know exactly who that means within the government, certainly within the political parties, mm-hmm. that this is not an issue that's going to go away, that, that they were not going to just wrap this up nice and tidy with, with, with this nonsensical Supreme Court decision, Roe v. Wade, and then everybody, now we know what the rules are, so we can all play by the rules, and so everybody's going to go home and be happy. that it, it woke people up to that fact, but I think what's interesting about this is that it galvanized a virulent pro-death movement among those who are committed to evil. I'll just say it that way. We're talking about the National Organization for Women. We're talking about Planned Parenthood. And then we're talking about many in the Democratic Party. It galvanized them into a movement that even after Operation Rescue left off, their sort of looming presence kept alive even the, well, we'll call it the weak pro-life movement. These are yeah. the, the, the 40 days, you know, people and, and that kind of thing. Um, and it, for whatever little good it might have done, it at least kept a few bishops from realizing that you can't just throw in with the Democrat Party. But the right. point is that it kept that it kept that resistance movement, if you want to think of it, alive on the pro-life side, so that even after Operation Rescue was was you know sort of forgotten and everything, so that there was still talk about how will this person on the Supreme Court affect the abortion balance within that court. That was a thing ongoingly. And Operation Rescue, I believe, achieved that. And and a lot of a lot of us and maybe even the weak pro-lifers continued to judge the president by his Supreme Court choices. And yeah. We we don't call G.W. Bush a pro-life president, yeah, because he right. didn't give us judges who who would help us overturn it. Um, so and yeah, yeah, it, it just it let us know who was who, and it and it drew that line better because now they had to they had to fight for evil mm-hmm. to fight for their side. They couldn't just say it was a fight for abortion. When you see what they're doing now, as abortion more and more gets threatened, you see who they really are, the yeah. kinds of things they say and the disgusting I things mean, they do. With, with what's her it's, name? Hanoi Jane calling for the murder of pro-lifers. Yeah. Yeah. Murder. We yeah. Never, I, yeah. You didn't hear about I that I guess one? there might have been someone who called for the murder of doctors who are actually aborting babies. I, I'm sure here and there you'll find people saying that, mm-hmm. but just to murder people who support abortion, I mean, she's talking about at least half the country. Yeah. Well, she's, I think she's talking specifically about politicians maybe. Um, yeah. who supported the overturn and, and uh, I don't know, maybe like the, the, um, the major pro-life leaders or, or, and, and possibly even the Randall Supreme Terry, Court justices. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 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 People like Randall Terry, but, um, 
but you know the thing is i mean the um there might have been you know literally within the country like two or three people um who might have specifically advocated say the the murder of of abortionists but um all of the talk that that went around that 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 we were ever privy to was the academic question mm-hmm. you know how take the abortionist what he is what he does how does that stack up against uh you know like somebody like Mengele and the Nazis that that and, right. and experimenting on on Jews and then killing them and okay well morally it pretty much stacks up the same in fact abortion's worse and what the abortionist yeah. does deserves to die more so than these Nazi doctors who were you know operating on Jews and so on and so forth but it was academic it, it was yeah. always a, a discussion within you know moral I don't know what you call it um, right but there never in, in an all, actual hey you know what let's let's see if we can come together with a plan to go murder right you know the so-and-so who works at that abortuary and stuff like that I think in all there there have been like two or three doctors who have been killed mm-hmm. uh, over all that time. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry, but I. I can't act like. Like not ooh, a tragedy. I gotta get away from that with a ten yeah. foot pole. I mean, hey, it, 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 it's not a tragedy. They killed people. For <laughs> they were going to kill babies. They were going to kill yeah. more. I, I can't say that's that I the care. Bottom line reality of it. And that's the thing. I'll never apologize for that either. Right. Um, yeah. The way jane fonda supposedly apologized for what she said she didn't really but (laughs) she no but the thing is apology or not you see where their mind is now it's not it's it's not a question of okay wait a minute somebody's out there killing people maybe we should kill them it's hey wait somebody is trying to get in the way of us killing people maybe we should go kill them so we go back to killing our babies that that's the reality of what's going on here now they're so intent on the murder of children. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and there's I a think reason really we is, call it infanticide. There's, a, there's a, a satanic element here. I, I don't think it's just a cultural thing. This is right. This is diabolical, which and it's, we've said many times here. And, and it's been allowed to flower in a way that it never should have. You know, if the Catholic bishops had done their job oh, in the seventies, yeah, this wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All why right. don't we get into this and back to the interview. hear what he's got to say. You know, I remember, um, Randall, you once describing, and, and you were talking about why something like Operation Rescue is needed. And you were talking about how the government is kind of this big, kind of lazy blob that needed to be poked in, in one spot until it would finally get the clue and start paying attention to that to that poking. And that's, that's what part of what was going on here, aside from the individual babies saved that day. Um, in recent times, well, first of all, with the, the face act back during Clinton, but then especially as we've seen things almost escalating, um, it seems like there, that view of the government is a little bit, um, either outdated, um, 
because it, it seems like the government is much more specifically hostile now than than it was like like from this uncaring lazy blob to uh where it wants to kind of target and and crush things like well it depends it depends on your administration Mm -hmm. so in the reagan bush years we enjoyed uh, a lot of sympathy from the federal government when clinton took office Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, Janet Reno, his attorney general, she was hellbent on crushing us. She said mm-hmm. in a press conference that one of her top priorities was to crush Operation Rescue. No. So it depends on the state government, the local government, the federal government, the, the impact. But mm-hmm. I, I want to do a quick review of, of history for your listeners and viewers. If, if you look at the major uh, civil shifts, the the paradigm shifts, the upending of the status quo to something new. Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking of the American Revolution, the abolition Mm -hmm. of slavery, women's voting rights, the end of child labor, the end of segregation, breaking the back of Jim Crow laws. There's a symmetry with every single one of these movements that is required in America, at least, if you are going to change the law. So remember, Mm -hmm. it used to be illegal for women to vote, and now all women can vote. So that's a complete upending of the status quo and replacing it with something new. So here are the five elements. Every single one of these movements and the Stamp Act, the Boston Tea Party, Mm -hmm. number one was they had radical rhetoric, very Mm -hmm. intense rhetoric in every single one of these movements. Number two, they had incendiary images. So whether it was cartoons back before, um, not cartoons, but etchings and drawings back before the Mm -hmm. camera or after the camera and then after video footage, there were always incendiary images being used. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I looked into these things a little bit. um, And both of those things are, when we go all the way back to Martin Luther, Mm-hmm. as he tried to take out the Catholic Church. He was doing those things, and the Catholics were doing them in return. Oh, I mean, he's right. They Both those things, you, you, you use rhetoric that really pushes the issue, and you even come up with images or... Uh, either that or painting an image with your words right. that describe the absolute worst of it. Um, I think they show the, uh, the Lutherans putting people up on spikes uh, when they were in Germany um, in order to fight Lutheranism. Yeah. The, uh, I think, you know, that's one case where that, those tactics failed because obviously the Catholic church is still here. Um, but if the Catholic church weren't a divine institution, you know, who knows where, where that would have gone, then maybe Luther would have completely succeeded. Yeah. But, uh, as we find out the Catholic church in that area in Germany is still in really bad shape. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. And I mean, I read, Things like Charles Dickens, um, 
and and Oliver Twist and his thing about uh, orphans and the mm-hmm. orphanages and how bad they were. Um, boy, he just ain't gonna stop. <laughs> I was wondering, are you getting messages or whether that's on my uh, end somewhere? It's on my phone. I'm going to silence that. Silence are you getting, that. Is that like text messages or something? Yeah. Um, the funny thing is he was never an orphan and he, he really didn't know what it was like to be poor. Um, oh. But you, he, would, he just, you would think when you read him that he grew mm-hmm. up poor because he was so... Uh, sympathetic to the Mm -hmm. plight of the poor man but it's just things like that they outline the absolute worst of the things that they're trying to fight and it's always that way this weird thing where it's like well um it's not that we want to intrude on the gays and tell them how to behave in the bedroom we just want them to not force it on us well that didn't work. We can see yeah, that's, how it didn't work. That's why work. we lost. It's just mm-hmm. on that that battle. Yeah. We we had our head handed to us. It's so bad now. Now they're into our kids. Here's the thing. I remember a video that came out. I don't know if it was in the eighties, uh late eighties or early nineties. I think it was something like gay America or gay the gay agenda. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. And it foretold all the things that are going on now and it didn't foretell them by saying um you know if we let these things go this will happen it foretold them by saying this is what the gays told us they're going to do this is what they want to do they want to sexualize the children that's Mm -hmm. what they're after really that's their ultimate goal is to get our children uh randall terry was in that video oh i I'm going to try to find that. I mean, yeah, see if you can find that. We can at least YouTube, put a link to it. it. Mm-hmm. I might even uh, see if he if he knows of how to get it. Because I, I remember watching it. I was like 18. I was feeling sick of my stomach from mm-hmm. watching these people. Yeah. They're so nasty. Yeah, it was yeah, so that's... disgusting. <clears throat> and it's like everybody should have seen that. Um, if if more people had seen that video and videos like it, we wouldn't have the problems now that we have. Mm. And mm-hmm. if people had been more upfront about what abortion is and the damage that it causes, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't still be fighting it. I don't yeah. think, uh, but I, I mean, I, we're making some headway now, but. The third thing is aggressive actions. There were people who were in the streets, people were getting arrested, people were getting beat up, aggressive actions. And then the fourth was serious sacrifice. Women went to prison. Some of them were threatened with being put in an insane asylum in the the anti-segregation movement, the civil rights movement. Yeah. People were killed. People were beaten uh, in child labor. And in the labor movement, there were beatings. Again, um, it's not just that people in the civil rights movement were beaten. It's that it gave them even more imagery to say, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's crazy the way we have 
the most disturbing images, more disturbing than the Holocaust, to use against the yeah. pro-abortion, the pro-death. So many people movement. don't want to use it. Uh, that's crazy. That doesn't make any yeah, sense at nuts. all. Yeah, you'll see in my in our, and in he, our news. Yeah, he made that exact point. Is. He he made that point later in this interview. Yeah. And then the fifth thing for every single one of them was verifiable victory. No children die in coal mines anymore. No mm-hmm. little girls mm-hmm. are working in textile mills. No restaurants can discriminate. The Jim Crow right. laws are dead. Child labor is dead. All women can vote. No one can own a slave. So the goal of the pro-life movement, the end goal, is to mm-hmm. make it a crime in all 50 states to kill a human being from conception until birth. That's it. Right. That is our goal. That's our mission, to make it a criminal act to kill a human being from conception till birth. Yeah, it just occurred to me that the civil rights movement, starting all the way back with the evolution abolitionists, um, mm-hmm. they had a very specific goal. It shouldn't be, it should be illegal to discriminate against a black man or a tan yeah. man well, or whatever. Um, actually, back in abolition, they just wanted slavery Yeah, we just abolished. want slavery I mean, I think they were thinking in terms of, of it, it was actually two separate movements. Right. Um, because I don't think the abolitionists were even thinking in terms of, of discrimination or anything like that. Right. So, okay, let's just talk about the any. Let's just talk about the ones where they wanted to give blacks the same rights that whites had. Um, mm-hmm. It should be illegal to put a sign next to a water fountain that says whites only. Things like that. Right. Discrimination is illegal. The problem is that it was a movement that maybe at first not so much, but as it started building... Uh, as it started building momentum, the the people who ran it and the people who funded it and the the power brokers that were put in charge because of it all realized that if the movement goes away, a lot of the funding and the power and mm-hmm. the momentum goes yeah. away. It, and, it may have once been a movement, but it turned into an industry. Right. Is really what happened. And and here's the problem is that the people who said they are against discrimination and by it, in doing that obtained power, um, they're not against discrimination. If they were, they wouldn't discriminate. They've, they see the power that they get out of this and they continue to push it and they continue to make things bad, you know, setting up like BLM uh, Mm -hmm. protests and stuff where people are getting hurt and there's, they're creating all this racial division. Uh, These are the people who say they're against it. Um, And in the same way, we've talked about it before and he touches on it. The people who made money off of, the pro-life movement 
it would seem don't really want abortion to end because they don't do the things, for example, show the images of what abortion is. They hide it. Right. There Um, is a, um, there is a pro-life industry. Yeah. And if abortion is just, there is a civil rights industry. If it's outlawed, then what are they going to do? I mean, there are people whose job it is, is to campaign and stuff like that for the pro-life industry. Uh, there are people whose job it is is just to collect donations, and then people run those offices. People create images mm-hmm. and publish it. All that around this industry of trying to outlaw abortion, those people would be jobless if it ever happened. I, right. I used to think, no, that's not a thing. But I'm convinced more and more it is a very real thing. And, and the people who usually make the most money off of this are the ones who we need to start taking a better look at. To get to that verifiable victory in all 50 states, we must use these social tools, these social weapons of radical rhetoric, incendiary images, uh, aggressive actions, serious sacrifice. We will never get to the end if we surrender Mm -hmm. these weapons and lay them down at the feet of our enemies. So you have right. well-meaning but misguided pro-lifers who say, don't call abortion murder. Right. Yeah. It is murder. Right. Of course you should call it murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't show pictures of aborted babies. What? Mm-hmm. This, yeah. These are the victims. Of course you're going to show these pictures. But they want to be nicer than Jesus. They don't want to rock the boat. Uh, they don't yeah. want to have people hate them. And therefore, they are not effective in getting the end result. Mm-hmm. Now, I love some of these groups that you've mentioned and other groups, but I'm telling you right now, there are people in some of these organizations that raise millions of dollars, by the way, and it is their policy to not show aborted babies. It is their policy yeah. to not say that abortion is murder. And let me, to, to show you the severity of how evil that is, picture yourself as a cameraman or Mm -hmm. a video photographer or filmmaker who got into Auschwitz during the Holocaust. Yeah. And you saw the Jews, you saw the piles of bodies and you took pictures and you took video footage and then you got out and you were safe and you were, you were in England or Canada or America. You're totally safe and you've got all this footage. And you don't show it. Crazy. Yeah. What nuts. What are you at that it's point? Insane. You, a collaborator. You're a an collaborator. <laughs> you're a collaborator. Yeah. You hit, you nailed it, dude. So these well-meaning pro-lifers who hide the truth are unwittingly <clears throat> collaborating with the baby killers. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what they say. I don't care what excuses they give. Oh, it'll hurt the feelings of women who've had an abortion. Oh, okay. So we're not going to show pictures of the Holocaust because it'll hurt the feelings of the Nazi guards or the Germans who rounded up the Jews. It's absurd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it makes no sense at all. When I, if we want to listen to someone's ideas Mm -hmm. about how to end abortion or what to do or not do, uh, one of the disciplines that I encourage people to do is take the word abortion out and insert Mm -hmm. the word slavery 
or insert the words killing Jews. Right. Yeah. And if when you say it about slavery or killing Jews, it sounds stupid. It is stupid. So it might sound really clever, like, well, we just want to love them both. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's use that for the slave owner and yeah. the and the woman that he's raping and is his slave. We just want mm-hmm. to love them both. Love, love them, them both. both. Yeah. yeah. That does sound stupid. <laughs> yeah. It sounds insane. Yeah. So I do want to love the mom. And we do want to love the baby. The point is the mission of the pro-life movement is not to change hearts. It's to change the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was yeah. a Monday in America where you could own a slave. And then the following Monday, you could not own a slave. Right. What changed in that week? The law. It's the law. Yeah. I don't think many hearts were changed. The law was changed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those, you those know, who, who, I mean, one of the other uh, uh, attacks against the, the pro-life mission often is when people try to bring up that, well, if you would do this or if you would do that, there would be fewer abortions. Yeah. And fewer it's abortions. like, well, that's kind of besides the point, because the point isn't that we want fewer abortions. The point is that we want every baby to be protected by the law. Yes. So there is a very fierce debate in the pro-life movement. Some people call themselves abolitionists. Some people call themselves gradualists. It's a it's an ugly debate for insiders. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of name calling. Yeah. But so the question is, should we try and pass a law that demands parental notification of a minor girl who wants to kill her baby? Should we pass a law that the woman before she can kill her baby has to see an ultrasound of her baby? Mm-hmm. Right. And the I would say the answer is yes. There are others who mm-hmm. say no, because you're saying that it's OK if she kills her baby. You just want her to see an ultrasound first. So the illustration that I heard many years ago that I believe is I'm a hostage negotiator. There's a plane full of hostages and terrorists have the plane. I go to the terrorist and I say, I want everyone. And he says, no, but I'll give you the children because their diapers stink. And I'll give you these four old people because they're drooling and they're too hard to deal with. Uh, Get them out of here. What's mm-hmm. my response? You're going to say, yes, send them out. Okay, fine. I'll take them. Yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then I come back Wait. and I say, now I want all the women. In other words, yeah. my goal is to get everyone off the plane. Right. That's my goal. But I'm not going to say either you let every single person go right now or you can blow the whole damn plane up. I don't care. No, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not how yeah. it works. Yeah. So – There are well-meaning pro-lifers who say we will not accept anything other than a law passed that says abortion is murder, which it is, and that there are criminal ramifications for the doctor, the boyfriend taking her, and the woman herself, which there must be. There must be some penalty Mm -hmm. for everyone involved. Otherwise, we undermine ourselves. So that's, that's the latest big treachery. Mm-hmm. National Right to Life, who that is one of the most evil, treacherous organizations on the planet. National Right to Life got a bunch of pro-lifers to sign a letter that said it is not pro-life to punish women legally who have an abortion. Oh, wow. 
So yeah, I remember <clears throat> that. that was... So they said, if you, you know, yeah, we'll have we'll have criminal sanctions for the doctors, but not the mothers. To which I say, what? Yeah. You're telling me that the one person who controls the fate of that child more than anyone else. That you're going to mm-hmm. say to them, yeah, you can get four. Are you 46? You can go to another state and kill your baby. No problem. You can go to a back alley. You can go to a good doctor who's just doing it illegally. Mm-hmm. And a cop comes to the door and she's got, are you 46 in her hand? The abortion pill. And she says, what are you going to do, copper? Mm. Yeah. Pops it in her mouth. Says, here, you want one for your girlfriend? Even Pope Francis disagrees with that. <laughs> Probably the least pro-life pope we've ever had, but even he has said that no, the the women who hire an abortionist is like hiring a hitman. Yes, and you have should be so, dealt with, even if it's a fine. At the mm-hmm. beginning, yeah. What if it's a fifty dollar fine? Right. Because she Just has to be fingerprinted to start that. Get yeah. her picture taken with the numbers, and mm-hmm. then there, and then. She she would be afraid of the bad press. She'd be afraid of being labeled as a lawbreaker. It's a deterrent. And, right. you know, we can quibble over what the penalties should be and how they could change over time. I get that. Like drunk driving. Mm-hmm. I mean, you used to be able to drive down the road and drink a beer while you're driving. There were no laws mm-hmm. against yeah. drunk driving. Yeah. And as time went on, the laws changed as, as society's demands changed. But... We've got to have something, some. Do you remember um, during the debates of Trump's first election? I can't remember who it was. Got him on his show and started talking about uh, punishing women for having abortions. I did not watch any of the first elections yeah i, I didn't watch them debates. i didn't watch it but i it was brought up at a lot of places well, once in a while yeah something would get into the news or whatever the uh they got all over it because he said well yeah if it's against the law if it's murder then they should go to jail for murder he said something yeah, like that and <laughs> I, more trump realism <laughs> yeah it was just well of course i mean why would you not do that and he kind of stepped mm-hmm. right in it and I think even Rush Limbaugh said this was a trap from the start. No matter what he said at that point, unless he said, I'm not even going to talk about that. That's not in question anyway. So it's. Well, it turns out he said the exact right and correct thing. Yeah. From any, any true evaluation of, of, of things. I think sometimes pro-lifers aren't necessarily against punishing women for murdering babies. They're against admitting it. And they're thinking, let's just get the law passed first. Then oh. we can do that. Then I don't know. The, Maybe not. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of them are extremely naive or just foolish. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, you know... I, <laughs> Randall said something earlier. He was talking about the, this this idea in the pro-life movement that we don't want to offend anyone. We want to be nice. We want to be well-liked. And he hit on a key thing to, to me. Um, he said, and therefore they're not effective. And 
it's one of the things that I used to struggle with, um, you know, from the time I was old enough to start caring about such things is that part in the Bible where Jesus says, you have to be hot or cold. If you're neither hot or cold, um, I'll spit you out of, my, out of my mouth. Actually, um, yeah, it was Jesus who said that, right? Yeah. Or was that? So yeah. So anyway, but here's yeah, the thing. He said... So as a as a young man thinking about that, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, you have to be hot or cold, but wouldn't you want only people who are hot who are on fire for you? If somebody's cold. You don't want them either, right? What, what, what's this hot or cold thing? And if you're in the middle, I'll spit you out of my mouth. It, it took me a long time. And and I'll admit it's only in the last, you know, maybe five, seven years of my life that I realized that the thing about hot and cold that is important here is that hot things make other things hot. And cold things make other things cold. He's saying you can't be ineffective. You've got to go out and make yourself felt as my follower. You have to affect the world around you within whatever sphere of influence you have. And that's what the hot or cold is. And and Randall Terry touched right on that when he talked about the pro-life industry and those in it. They're not effective. They're neither hot nor cold. Yeah. They're Those just, are the ones that God's going to spit out of his mouth. They're just collecting money because, yeah, it also reminds me of the whole ordeal with uh, James O'Keefe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, as he was getting booted, I don't know if you heard his like parting words. Um, how did he put it? He said, some people collect money. He said, I I collect money. I build an industry. I'm fungling this all up. Um, (laughs) I collect money to build an industry. Some people build an industry to collect money. He was talking about the fact that uh, people didn't want him to step too far into something because then donations would dry up. That was the argument against him and why they got rid of him. Yeah, um, and he's saying, and but he, if we're not going to, no. then what's the point of the donations? Right. That's that's what the donations are for, is to step into it like that. Right. Yeah. I wish yeah, he exactly. would have been running Right to Life from the very start. Again, mm-hmm. things like that. If it had happened from the start, we would not be dealing with this. We've that's got right. to start doing it the right way and not running from it penalty must be present oh i've had people say well you just want them to have counseling oh really all right how do you get them in the system Mm -hmm. how do you force them to have counseling you have to arrest them yeah you can't unless you there's a criminal they have to be in the system for you to require them to get counseling right yeah um i don't know that we we see the direction that the the pro-life community goes in nowadays and like i said me and my brother grew up watching our parents getting arrested and and part of the fighting which was 
uh, it was uh, inspirational to us, you know, when we saw all this happening. And then we see what's happening now, and it you get this sinking feeling in your chest. It's like, I, on the one hand, we did overturn Roe v. Wade. On the other hand, we can't win like this. No, it's Roe mm-hmm. like versus you Wade. Say, there needs to be a one clear of, victory. One of the premises of the documentary that we're making, and I beg people to go and watch that clip at randallterry.com and then please make a contribution to help us pay for this. But making documentaries is expensive, believe me. Um, <laughs> Roe versus Wade would never have been overturned without Operation Rescue. Mm-hmm. There's no chance. Yeah. Because yeah. what Operation Rescue did was it gave teeth to our mission politically. If you look at England, France, Germany, Abortion is there to stay for the time being. There is no political party, no political movement committed to outlawing it. But in America, because of Operation Rescue that helped create the religious right as we know it, it became a litmus test inside of the Republican Party. We we forced, we we, we helped to force the Republican Party to become the pro-life party and to have a litmus test for candidates for judicial nominees. Mm-hmm. And President Trump, God bless him, figured it out and said, I promise you that if I'm elected, these are the people who I will choose from and we will overturn Roe versus Wade. Because of his movement, it's not just that there was a litmus test for judges or that we were able to, we had a clear thing to, to judge politicians on. It's also something we use inside the church and it's, it gets abused here and there. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what a Bishop does, if he seems to actively fight abortion, then he must be a good Bishop. Yeah. We've been using that for a while and it, it kind of got out of hand. And now it's like, we're calling these bishops who are all for gay marriage and all kinds of nasty things. And we're saying, well, you know, he's against abortion. So, so, you know, but, um, yeah, he's right. It, it was that movement that drew the battle line so that we could use it and keep using it. Whereas, uh, I guess in Europe, there is no battle line. It's just whatever. Yeah, I remember once reading um, an article in, I I forget whether it was the American Spectator or, um, I don't know, maybe it was First Things or something, but somebody was recounting an experience he had on, on some committee of some part of some UN something or other. Um, it was supposed to be, it, it might have been like through the church itself that, that he was, you know, doing whatever he was doing but but you know he was he was working with other so-called pro-lifers like around the world or around europe or whatever like you know the group and so he's coming up with things they can do to start pushing on the laws to push back the laws to try to get abortion outlawed again in these countries where it's legal and that kind of stuff and he said that it quickly became clear to him that he was alone, and he was an American, he was alone among this group in that he wanted things to change and to go back 
and for abortion to be illegal and for babies to be protected, everybody else wanted to simply be able to speak the rhetoric so that they had a place to be, but they didn't want anything to change. They didn't want, well, like Randall Terry says, they didn't even want to be effective. It's not that they thought that they might be effective by being nice. They had no intention of changing the law. And I think it's that way, even among any so-called pro-life movements that may exist in a lot of these European countries. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we, I mean, over the past four years, we talk about uh, whether or not America is worth saving and things like that. Not so much whether or not it's worth saving, but whether or not we deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. And I can certainly see how God would throw his hands up and say, I, I'm not, you people sicken me. But at the same time, America is unique in this, in that yeah. that people are recognizing, hey, this is terrible. And, and there there is an actual battle being fought. I mean, Ireland... I mean, they voted on it. They voted it in. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know there are there. people. They gave up. There are people in all these countries who are fighting it. But it's not being fought the way it was and is here in America. So that, right. I right. think, is our saving grace. And I hope that as we continue this and as we continue to win, that God will bless us at least for that. So without all of that social tension that was created, like the civil rights movement created social tension, Operation Rescue, the rescue movement, as we called it, was so big that it dominated the news on many evenings. But today, most people don't even know that it happened. Mm -hmm. Right. When you ask a 30 or a 40 year old, hey, you remember Operation Rescue? They're like a deer in the headlight, huh? huh? What? what are you talking yeah. about? <clears throat> because winners write history. And because they yeah. have been kicking our butts for all these years, we were not the ones writing history. But now that Roe is overturned, I mean, mm-hmm. you can see footage of us dancing on the grave of Roe versus Wade. We used to say, public in the 90s, I would stand up and say, we will dance on the grave of Roe versus Wade. That very day that we recorded that, or maybe the next day, was when I saw that news story about the uh, abortion mill that started Roe v. Wade is now oh. a furniture store. Oh, that's right. So that, that's pre- I <laughs> wish I could have mentioned that. that but, um, yeah, it was right after this that I found this out. Like, you can literally go dance on the grave of Roe v. Wade and that's buy right. a bassinet. And... and- it's happened. Yeah. But we got here through politics and social tension together. But the mm-hmm. political firepower would never have been present without the social tension in the streets. Jerry Falwell got up and said, politicians see the light after they feel the heat. <laughs> I like that. So we, we provided heat <clears throat> and light. Yeah. So, you know, I, you do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you, you mentioned the religious right, and, and that kind of brings me to something that, that I'm, I'm curious about. So in our 
uh, corner of the world, which is Cincinnati. And then also looking at certain other figures, um, let's say like Cardinal Bernadine. Um, treacherous, his, man. Treacherous. So, exactly. So we, we developed this and, and we continue to have this um, view of American Catholic bishops that in general, they just don't really want to associate with the real pro-life movement as, as you've described that it needs to be. Did, did you have, I mean, you, you mentioned there were Catholic bishops, there were Catholic priests who were being arrested as part of Operation Rescue. Um, did you ever have any interactions uh, with, with uh, say, bishops in the Catholic Church back then? You weren't Catholic yet. Um, that seemed like they were rather cold towards you for what you were doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, that's funny. Yes, I did. We, I, I want to be careful what I say. There mm -hmm. were a lot of priests arrested in Operation Rescue that are now bishops. Oh, okay. There's at least five that I know of, and I, and I should have had the list in front of me. Um, the one in uh, Nebraska, who, who's Lincoln, Nebraska, very, very conservative. Uh, and then there's Coakley, I think <clears throat> his name is. Please, please forgive me. I uh, people can do their own research. I believe right now it, there's at least five bishops. We'll put together a list and put it in the. Yeah, there's at least oh, yeah, five yeah, bishops yeah, who yeah, were yeah. priests at the time and are now bishops. And okay. also, my memory is there were seven bishops arrested with us. Oh. So I did not know that. Oh we yeah, we need to put that. We need to put their I, names up. I knew there were priests because I've known priests who were arrested, but I never knew there was a bishop. Multiple. There was Bishop yeah. Vaughn, one of them. Yes, Bishop Vaughn was arrested okay. nine times. He's in that wow. video clip, the one that I've been telling you about to watch at Randall's mm -hmm. Heritage. He's okay. in the clip. He's in the clip right. speaking. He's in the clip getting arrested. Okay. Uh, wow. I. Um, See, this is why I just didn't know there were. Because... You know, I now I'm going to be like the the pro life mendicant. <laughs> this is why I'm begging people, please help us fund this documentary. I'm sitting mm -hmm. here with two devout Catholics, hardcore pro-lifers who literally didn't know that there were priests who are now bishops and that there were bishops at the time getting mm -hmm. arrested with us. It's such right. a huge, compelling story. And yeah. it's, you know, been in a storage shed. Literally, I, I, I've been renting. Right. It's not storage shed. I've been renting office space, air conditioned, heated so that it wouldn't deteriorate right. for 30 years. So you've got I've all been, this footage. I've been... I've spent tens of thousands of dollars hauling this stuff around just to preserve it because right. I knew that the day would come. And, and ultimately, we're going to give all of this. When we're done with the documentary series, we will pick a Catholic college who wants it. And we'll create a, an, an area, a couple of rooms where graduate students can come and they can look through these archives because they're, they're astounding. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a, it's astounding. You know, real quick, I think eventually, um, I think eventually we're gonna there will be pro life museums where this kind of stuff is showcased. Oh, you mm -hmm. know, right? Where people go, oh, this is where they did. This is where they went, parked a bus in front of the abortion mills, things like that. <laughs> so. 
yeah, it's nice that there is a lot of footage and stuff out there because even now, mm -hmm. like the stuff that we had when we were kids, I don't even know where it is. Oh, yeah, like some of the literature and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of kind of like the Holocaust museums they have now, I suppose. What God did through a bunch of ragtag kids and, and courageous grandmas, grandpas. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was leading people who were literally old enough to be my parents and my grandparents. There's news footage of them lifting grandma up over... It's like the she climbed over this crowd in. to get her over this gate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they, they, there's news footage somewhere of her of them hoisting her up over this little old lady who yeah. can barely walk is being pushed over the gate so she could go sit in the rescue mission. I remember that. Yeah, I'm sure the uh, if if that footage were to be uh, if it exists. And, and somebody were mm -hmm. to discover that that footage may be useful to the pro-life movement, they would probably destroy it anyway. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have much hope of recovering it anywhere unless somebody had his own personal camera that he was recording with. Right. This is way before the uh, age where everybody had a cell phone. Yeah. We were... <laughs> this is like an embarrassing... This is like one of the great embarrassing times of my life. Um... You see, when we would protest in front of Margaret Sanger, um, that there would be someone standing out front with a camera, mm -hmm. just hoping to catch video of us doing something, something illegal, bad or breaking yeah. the injunction, mm -hmm. something like that. And um, remember, only like seven of us could protest right in front At of the time, building. Yeah, there was some, and we would take turns. Some kind of weird rules. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I would, they would let me go over there with a sign. And the rule was you have to walk, you can't stop, mm -hmm. you can't, I, there was a couple things you had to do. But I would, I mean, I was only like 12 years old. So uh, I would take the cam, the sign, the giant sign and hold it up in front of the camera. Oh, to where the, she couldn't, <laughs> she so couldn't videotape everyone else. Yeah. Um, I imagine, I guess, if, if technically I could have been arrested, but I, I was a kid, so they weren't going to do anything about it. <laughs> so I got comfortable in that. Mm -hmm. Every time I went over to protest, Just I would hold the sign, up sign up. the camera. We went to uh, Detroit. Yeah, we I took the bus that. up to Detroit, and we were. When we say bus. We mean our dad's of, bus. We didn't get a Greyhound or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Ark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was when the Pope we went, was coming. Remember, they wanted to shut down abortions throughout oh, the city yeah. because the Pope was coming. John Paul II was coming to visit. Right. We wanted to shut down all the abortion mills. So um, the funny thing is we had guys with us who weren't even Catholic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't remember that guy's name. I know. And uh, I think it was Terry. Might have been Terry. but And then that woman that kind of liked him and... Everybody kind of hoped, but she was Catholic. Yeah. Or was it the other way around? No, I, I don't know. I wonder if those two ever got together. I mean, there was a thing. Everybody yeah. talked about it. Love but life anyway, on the yeah. for life. <laughs> um, anyway, so we go to Detroit and, you know, mom's telling, 
dad's got to get back for work the next day. Mom is, they don't want to get anyone arrested. They mm-hmm. don't want to be arrested. Now, I think Terry got arrested. Oh, okay. But, I don't you know, remember that. We were told as the kids, yeah. hey, behave, behave yourself. Arrested. We, yeah. we can't stay here in Detroit. We have to go back to Cincinnati. So, um, but we're at a spot and there's one or two people filming and you oh, know, so you, <laughs> I really don't know why anyone's filming. I just know that I would yeah. block cameras. That was my thing to do. So, you grabbed so a sign. I grabbed a sign and I kept blocking this guy and he finally put the camera down. He's like, I, I, and then he showed me, he had a, a pro-life uh, precious feet pin. <laughs> that, like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I felt so stupid. Like I crawled into the bus and wouldn't even show my face for the rest of the day. I felt you know, so embarrassed. You could have just explained to him what you were used to doing in Cincinnati and he would have been, you know, very happy. He was, he, he was fine with it. He knew he, he just, I hadn't recognized yeah. him as one of us. And that's, it, and he, we both understood, but was it was very to, embarrassing for a 12 year old. Oh, kid I'm sure. To, you know, <laughs> So I can't even remember why I said that, uh, but. And, and many of those were devout Catholics, just, just there praying the rosary mm-hmm. and going to jail. You know, okay, here's a, we've talked about before Dan and I about the, the uh, importance of leaders especially in grassroots movements to to give the followers the way forward and to kind of watch out for those who aren't maybe all there and might go in the wrong direction like violence or severe violence against people and now aside from that being an issue now we've got the fbi uh, creating these psyops where they actually uh, get a group of, say, not so bright pro-lifers and say, hey, we're going to go blow up this building and kill this guy and then arrest them and act like they've they've sure. Did that, do you think that kind of thing existed back then? I don't know. I know that we were listened to and followed by the FBI. I, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what I. Courage is not the absence of fear. Right. Courage is doing what's right in spite of your fears. We must have courageous leaders. Let me put it this way. It's easier to temper a bold man than to embolden a timid man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would rather have a young, aggressive guy or gal who I have to temper than have a timid person going, oh, we don't want to show babies. Oh, we don't want to say it's murder. Oh, we don't want to mm-hmm. cause any problems. You know, you light a fire under them and you're going to get rump roast. You're, yeah. you're, it's just, it's almost impossible yeah. to get them to be courageous at the level that is necessary. So for people who feel that God is stirring them, to hell with the FBI, to hell with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if they are right now servants of evil, you know, ambassadors of Satan, so be it. While we still have the freedoms that we have, and we still have the the right to free speech, the right to practice our religion, mostly 
you know, I don't care if the FBI is profiling those of us that say the rosary as potential terrorists. I'm I'm holding my tongue by the words that I would want to say if it was just us guys having a beer together. But I don't care. And the these these people are evildoers. They are they are blossoming because of the Biden administration. But I'm going to go a step further. And this is one of the ways that you and I can work together. The Catholics and the evangelicals that voted for Biden have blood on their hands. They sinned Mm -hmm. against God by casting a vote for Biden. A grievous mortal sin. You can go to Catholic churches and you can see Biden bumper stickers, Obama bumper stickers on cars. This is treachery. This is Judas-esque. Because Biden said that he would kill babies. Biden said he would support transgender surgery on little children before the election. And yet Catholics, by the millions, 50% of Roman Catholics voted for Biden and Obama and Hillary. Mm -hmm. One third of evangelicals voted for them. And we're supposed wow. to be servants of Christ. So if you if you say to a guy, hey, uh, you know, he, he knocks on your window on your car and he says, excuse me, can you give me a ride? Oh, what do you need, buddy? Oh, my mom is sick. I got to go to the drugstore and get her some medicine. And my neighbor is hungry. I said I would go grab some food and I need to go to the bank because I'm low in cash. So I'm going to shoot the teller and I'm going to rob the bank. Would you please give me a ride? <laughs> If you say, sure, I'll give you a ride, and then he goes and gets the medicine, and then he goes and gets the food, and then he goes and shoots the teller and robs the bank, when the police arrest him, the person who drove the car is an accessory to theft and to murder. Mm -hmm. He can't say, she can't say, oh, I didn't believe in that part of what he was doing. I just believed in getting medicine for his mom and food for the hungry, but I don't believe in abortion. So these yeah, people no. are in, they're they're insane and it, it's 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 treachery of the highest order. We need to call on them to repent, but more importantly, we need to say to them before the next election, if you vote for Biden, you are committing a sin against Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, where the most intense conversations I've had are, have been with priests and bishops over this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who's the guy yeah. in Philadelphia? They right don't want to say it. Hispanic name. Altman, James Altman. No, no, no. The, the Archbishop no. in Philadelphia. Oh, the one who. You can look him up. I, I thought you were. I don't have my computer that. in front of me. Okay. Um, but I had a face to face with him before the 20th election with Biden, and I said, "You know that Biden is a ba- Biden is a baby. Will you publicly state that it is immoral?" To vote for someone who promotes the killing of children. I said, you don't even have to say his name. Yeah. Just yeah. say that theologically, You're... you cannot ethically vote Catholics for a baby vote. killer. Mm-hmm. You can tell that yeah, I get animated is. and intense about this because we should have ended this Holocaust decades ago. Yeah. The mm-hmm. presence of child killing in this country is the immediate fruit of treachery in the Catholic Church and in the evangelical world, but more the Catholic Church. And I say that as a Catholic. And the reason is because 25% of the population in America is Catholic. About 50%, close to that, inside of the Democrat Party. Depends on what stat you read. But Mm -hmm. I'll say it like this. The single largest voting bloc inside the Democrat Party 
are Roman Catholics. It's, yeah, it's, it's shameful. shameful. This yeah. is a party committed to murdering babies, sodomite marriage, transgender mutilation of the genitals of little boys and little girls. This is from hell. This is satanic. Yeah. And yet the largest voting block for those people inside are Roman Catholics. Why is that? You know, uh, first of all, what he, what he said about the FBI uh, really got me to thinking about that because I mm-hmm. just always considered this, you know, I, I guess it's something I think about a lot because they're running these psyops and trying to get a hold of people who um, could easily be convinced. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. They, they look for people who are weak and, and who are not real bright scrambling for, for a hold on, on something. Do you remember there was a guy that came around, especially during the, uh, hold on a second, especially during the, uh, yeah, you can go, um, the platform Republicans. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed, it seemed like something was off. And I think we finally concluded he was like a mole. I don't know if for an FBI. Are you talking about the, the guy that was friends of Ed Simon? Leroy? Yeah, yeah. Leroy McGrath yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a mole. I mean, or it, I, I'm pretty sure it turns out that he was a mole. Yeah, because they uh, somebody recognized him. Um, I was up at one of the meetings, and and um, Don, who's who's one of the Dons? Don Smith, you know, we, we, Don we, Adams, we and Don. There's a kind of a short, stocky guy. I can't remember his name. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, um, I remember him. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, he told me that. Um, he was telling me about somebody who recognized Roy McGrath as the guy that used to run, uh, he, he would jog and he would jog past the protesters on Saturday mornings at the clinic. Well, every time he'd jog past, he would make a point of knocking down signs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then he shows up as Ed Simon's friend, which they did really know each other. Um, but he shows up as his friend and kind of worms his way into the, platform Republicans becomes yeah. the, I don't know, the treasurer or something like that. Um, yeah, I just, the way he said it there just got me to thinking about that more. And, and, and mm-hmm. he's right, you know, who cares? Let them run their, their psyops. Yeah. A couple people might get fooled and end up in jail, whatever. And as far as, trying to temper the bold man, it's really not that hard to do. It's not hard to say, no, don't go blow up a building. Yeah. It's, um, it's not, but trying to get, it's not the time trying to get normies up off their asses is, is incredibly difficult. Almost impossible. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. We still got to, we should pick a point to, uh, how much we got? Oh, we got a Pause, lot, don't we? 
I know we've got a lot, and and we've still got to do news. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, why don't we why don't we pause it here? Why don't we stop here? Oh, okay. And uh, let me unshare this. Let's see. We're at fifty minutes, so I'm gonna write that down because All I right. have a hard time figuring out where we are. <laughs> Actually, fifty point twenty eight. So um, that that interview went on well. Yeah, over that was a long minute. interview. There's there's like at least twenty more minutes left. Yeah, some of that's just uh, talking about his other stuff that he's doing and stuff. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Not as much about history, but okay. So we'll we'll play the next the last tail end of this next week. Can I come through? No. All right, go on. Okay. Um. And right now, we'll hit the news. Let's see. I lost my news feed. What do I do with your my, you gonna cue my list? No, I'm not, I'm not even going to try the music. Oh, okay. It doesn't work. Oh. It sounds better if I just put it in the video. You know, we're not oh, doing live, later. so who yeah. cares? That's true. All right. What, I got three different banks here. American Commercial Bank and uh, cryptocurrency services provider called Silvergate Bank winds down its operations and liquidates assets. Uh, the, the bank failed to raise enough capital and sub subsequent bank and a, a bank run occurred. There was a bank run. Yeah. Uh, so what was which was the first? Was Silvergate it the Silicon bank. Valley Bank? This is different. This is Silvergate Bank. Silicon I know, Valley but bank, bank is usually is another one. Right. Which would what came Valley. first? Yeah. Uh, I, the first because usually item that I saw was Silvergate, and then okay. Silicon Valley, and then Signature Bank. All these S's. It's yeah. maybe that's it was the done problem. in alphabetic no. order. <clears throat> Well, the, the the way I the reason I ask is because usually, like when you have a run, it it hits like several banks, but it's because one bank failed, and then everybody panics and goes to their bank, thinking maybe yeah. it's going to fail too to get their money out, and and that's why runs well, kind of spread like that. I was wondering if one of these precipitated the others. I, I don't know. The first one I saw was Silvergate. That was the, the earliest Silvergate. one that I saw. Uh, then Silicon Valley, then mm -hmm. uh, Signature, and maybe it'll keep happening. But it seems like most of these banks' uh, holders are um, Silicon Valley-type people. These are tech people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was Apparently. listening to some, you know, a couple different people talking about the Silicon Valley one, and the... Um, Apparently, that particular bank had all of this. In, I, I'm going to say investment. I don't mean monetary investment. I mean business practice investment in woke stuff. And they themselves had even gone for like eight months without the position filled of the person who's supposed to assess and keep the bank on the right side of financial wow. risk for stuff like this. Wow. 
<clears throat> so a whole bunch of things just going wrong. And and I mean to me, I get the impression when I listen to to the stuff that's going on on these at these banks, mm-hmm. I get the impression of a bunch of kids in a sandbox where the sand is money and they're just playing with it. And they think yeah. they can do anything because, oh, yeah, we're in the sand, but we can build whatever we want with the sand. And so they're handing it out, you know, according to childish, whimsy notions of who should get loans and stuff like that and not protecting the depositors, which is what they should be about. It's like you talked about before about the <clears throat> Democrats in power. It's like kids playing at being in power. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just... It, all kinds of bad things happen. So maybe it's just, maybe it's this woke group. That's why they're going broke. Because all of these go woke, are, broke. are woke places. I mean, if they're run by the Silicon Valley people, then yeah, yeah they're, they're all woke. Way. And so that's what happens when, because they're terrible businessmen. Well, I mean... We've seen a lot of them get into power recently and do a lot of weird things to these companies where it's like, you guys, you don't really care if we buy your product, do we? Hey, I'm going to interrupt you just a minute. What is on the TV behind you? In your living room? That's a... No, no, no. The TV. TV. I don't mean... I mean the the television in your living room. Oh, that's a screensaver for Roku. Okay, that's fine. The only reason I bring that up is because I, I in, heard a completely separate news story about this long ago, but some filming somebody was doing and happened to catch 11 seconds of some show that happened to be on in the TV, in the kids' classroom. It was a school where they were doing it. And somebody said, are we allowed to run this with that? And, well, let me let me just check and make sure. And it turned out, yeah, you can run it. You just got to pay us $25,000. Yeah, okay. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm just in case. I, I, I don't think the Roku screensaver <laughs> would be an issue, but if there was a show going and yeah. then somebody caught that, you remember how that copyright stuff works? They, they, yeah. they decide on a, and then it's, well, that someone could turn on a download of your time. video. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. probably better to keep that hidden. All right. Uh, United States Department of Justice finds reasonable cause to believe that the Louisville Metro Police Department violated citizens' rights. Uh, this is in when? with the Brianna Taylor thing. Um, it was, they listed these things that they said they have reason to believe or reasonable cause to believe that the police used excessive force including unjustified neck restraints and the unreasonable use of police dogs and tasers conducted searches based on invalid warrants unlawfully executed search warrants without knocking and announcing unlawfully stopped, searched, detained, and arrested people during the street enforcement activities, including traffic and pedestrian stops, unlawfully discriminated against black people in its enforcement activities. I don't understand how they did all that in this one thing with 
Brianna Taylor. With the, I mean, it was one. I wonder if if these are findings of a broader investigation so. into the the police department practices. Yeah. It must be. In, uh, Here's the Louisville. thing. It is the gut reaction of conservatives to disagree with this and to uh, just kind of believe it away because but, they know how much the left lies and the left would lie about this. But you can't, you can't ignore it. We have to find out if these things really happen. Um, yeah. That's... And, and the thing is... We, we can't let cops we, do whatever they want. We know that cops who think they can get away with it will abuse, are as likely to abuse their power as the left is likely to lie. Yeah. So just, that's I that's mean, the way it is. You know, so, you can't believe either one. You got to go find out for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I do know that Louisville. It's a bad area nowadays. I, I mean, hate driving. You see, even driving through Louisville, homeless it, everywhere. It feels icky. It, yeah, there are long stretches of of just crappy housing that uh, you can't even tell if half of it's uh, got anyone living there. You know, mm -hmm. it's it looks deserted in parts. You see homeless everywhere. Everybody asking you for money. It's as bad in Louisville as it is downtown Cincinnati. Oh wow! I was thinking it sounds worse. like kind of like how Detroit was during Detroit, the housing crash. Yeah, not as bad as Detroit. Okay. Probably worse than Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. um, Belgian government announces a ban on gambling advertising, citing an increase in gambling addiction. Beginning in 2028, gambling companies will no longer be able to sponsor professional sports clubs. Sports clubs. So they mean like a bar or like a team, I wonder. I um, think that means a team. I I just... That's, that's like, the, you know, we talk about the ball club. The Cincinnati Reds is a ball club. I wish that... Uh, the states in America would do this. And now the the gov federal government has come in and said, you can't illegalize gambling. Um, <laughs> well, that's I stupid. wish they had why? I know. It, why can't a state say no? I don't want gambling. Not gambling. in our state. It's stupid. Uh, so that happened. I mean, look, we states did a show on gambling anyway. once. And, and, and we both agree that it's not a sin to gamble, but the gambling uh, industry, it's not as evil as the abortion industry, but it's bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes people poor. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. It takes advantage of people. It's not like the wine industry. The wine industry doesn't take advantage of drunks. It's just that drunk people happen to... Yeah. become alcoholic. Drunks take advantage of wine. <laughs> yeah. But the gambling industry would not exist if it didn't, if uh, gambling addicts didn't exist. I, yeah. I would never give money to the gambling industry. I don't even like going to bingo, but... Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I really don't get why. I mean, I think states should just some of the stuff where the federal government says don't do this, I think states should just do it anyway. 
I think I, I mean too. I and, I know and arrest people who break the law. Yeah, and 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 I know what because ha- the way it happens is, well, the problem is this: what happens is that the state will pass a law, and then a judge will issue, like some federal judge will issue an injunction on the law going into effect to hold it back until, mm-hmm. you know, based on some Supreme Supreme Court decision previously until the Supreme Court can evaluate the law itself or something yeah. like that. But here's the thing. Um, so the judge issues, the federal judge issues his injunction and the governor and the state attorney general get together and say, we don't care. State police, you're authorized to arrest. Go and do your job. This is the law in our state, irrespective of what a federal judge says. What would happen? I don't think they're going to arrest the governor and the attorney general. I, I, right. You know, I, I really wonder if it came to that. I mean, is, is the the U.S. government going to call up some kind of, I don't know, um, National Guard from other states? Federal and FBI? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, well, here's I would the like thing. to see some states uh, push this and try this. The murderer Mike DeWine made all kinds of rules during COVID that were completely unconstitutional mm-hmm. on a federal level, but also on a state level. Every right. single county that fought him and said, no, we're not going to close our doors or we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're not going to have masks. Every single county that fought him won. Oh, he didn't care. He right. just he didn't try to fight them. Mm-hmm. So Butler think- County won and they said, no, we're not going to do this. He didn't pay attention to that. It's just that all the other counties didn't fight him. So all the other counties did what he said. If people would just fight it locally, I think it would work and do things like you're talking about. Um, You know, if 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 the states would just say, I don't care what this judge says. We're enforcing our law. Yes. Speaking of courts and the way that stuff works, I did not know this. I, I. I remember the heartbeat bill. Uh, the murderer, Mike DeWine, said he would sign it if we delivered it to him. We mm-hmm. delivered it to him, he signed it. I thought this was in effect. Um, well, because be that girl went, since the fall went to another state to get an abortion. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I'm seeing, uh, as soon as it, right after Roe v. Wade, a judge blocked it from taking effect and that case is uh the ohio supreme court has agreed to review the blocking so it's on the table right now Hmm. um yeah we need to really pray i wish i wish we could do something about that enforce their laws the the laws that their legislators pass yeah I mean, let the now, individual cases make their way to the Supreme Court and let the Supreme Court adjudicate those individual cases. And if that case, here's, here's the way I see the Supreme Court. It's the highest court of appeal for an individual case. I don't even buy the concept that the Supreme Court makes law. When the Supreme Court says, right. this is the law of the land, 
That's just an opinion. And all that means is if you bring other cases to us that are of the same type, this is how we'll rule. That's all it means. Right. So let those cases flow. Ignore the Supreme Court when they give these sweeping adjudications about what states are allowed to do. Let the states keep prosecuting, keep arresting, and let those cases keep piling into the courts. Even if they know yeah. that the Supreme Court will eventually throw them out. Keep the courts clogged with that stuff and say, hey, no, we're serious. This is our law and our state and we're going to enforce it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they got so much power, but it, it something needs to change. Uh, I would think someone like DeSantis could do something like that or be the first. Somebody yeah, needs be to good. be the first to do it. Um, it would take someone with some guts. Certainly not the murderer, Mike DeWine. Um, let's see, where were we? Okay, three people are killed when a mine tunnel collapses in Spain. Eight miners are killed in Tanzania when their pit is flooded with uh, rainwater. Oh, wow. And uh, You'd have 11 they people would have are killed. some time to get out of that. What? Yeah, but I, get, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, think about it. It might be a case where you got to walk through a lower port part to get to an upper part. Oh, like like you're stranded on a high ground and you can't yeah, to get to where you can climb out. That's scary. That's really scary. Uh, 11 people are killed and 10 others are trapped when a coal mine explosion in Colombia happens. Okay. So do coal mine, do, do mines have this stuff going on all the time and we never hear about it? Why, why this cluster? That's what I wonder. I, because I, I see these things in clusters. I'm like, why are all of a sudden all these mines, and some of them are coal mines, some mm-hmm. of them are other kinds of mines. Why are all these mine problems happening all it's of like a sudden? It's like the, the train all derailments, over the world. same thing. Yeah, now there's a bunch of train derailments. Maybe it's just, I think some of these things well, do happen, and I don't know. Uh, Georgia's, okay. This bugs me. Georgia's ruling party announces that it will withdraw the controversial bill concerning foreign agents, which had prompted days of protests across the country. It's going to withdraw the bill? This this is the bill that that said if you work for a company primarily owned by Chinese, 20% owned by Chinese, you've got to register as a Chinese agent. Yeah. When you when you How? come in with your work visa or whatever, that makes I, so much I sense. I didn't see any protests. Yeah, there were. Yeah, I, I, there were not that many protests. This is and they, the protests they, that were there. Maybe was somebody paid. it was overblown. It was paid. That was yeah, not organic in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, anyone with half a brain can see this law being a good one. I I wish I wish they weren't so weak. I mean, they're the ruling party. Why would they back off? Yeah. When you're the one who makes the rules, make the damn rules. Don't. The laws, I mean, the law's not even affecting American citizens. It's talking about right. foreign nationals who come to America to work for a company that is owned primarily foreign. It's, it's primarily talking about companies. I mean, that's 
what it's yeah. about is yeah. these companies. The way the company who, works. Yeah. Uh, the van, the French Senate votes 201 to 115 to raise the legal retirement age in France from 62 to 64. They're trying to keep people from drawing French Social Security because they're running out of money. Because you know French the Social Security and French, trying to I I mean that's one of those that their population dropped too low. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll see a lot more of that as people lose money in the retirement mm-hmm. funds and as we run out of workers because we killed them all yeah, with vaccines. We them all while they were, well, with vaccines, but we killed them all while they were in their mother's wombs. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia agreed to resume diplomatic relations and reopen their embassies um, following talks in Beijing brokered by China. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, oh, Xi Jinping is re-elected to a third term. Put itself right in the middle of and world affairs everywhere. Yeah, something's it, going on here because... Because they're coming out know, with their Canada's, thing about the Ukraine war, too. Yeah. And Canada's got this, this thing where they're going to investigate the elections because of possible Chinese involvement i i yeah but the, it, it's set up by what's his name trudeau so it's like you know it's not going to be real but i just look i every time the left comes out against someone i think there's something something we're missing and the fact that the left is starting to uh speak bad about china I don't know. I don't know what's behind it, but I know I get a feeling that uh, I just don't trust them ever. Uh, Cyclone Freddy kills at least, uh, let's see, we're up to 225 people so far. Um, what is it? It's the longest lived tropical cyclone on record, according to the WMO. I don't know. Made a platform, in other words, Facebook, plans to cut another 10,000 more jobs uh, across its workforce. I don't even, I think most of their workers don't actually do any work. I think, yeah, it's it, it's become a, a giant uh, pig with a bunch of teats and everybody's trying to suck off it and most of them aren't doing anything, I think. Uh, let's see. OpenAI launches GPT-4, the next generation of uh, AI chatbot. Now, I, I, they're saying they launched it. I couldn't figure out where to ask uh, questions. Hold on. Dan's browser preventing recording. Yes, right. Dan, to refresh the set page. I think I'm back. Yeah, refresh. So I'm going to pause for a second while I'm Yeah, my browser's to... not frozen like last time. It kept like, freezing. Just, you know what? Like hogging the, all the CPU on the computer. Sit it's back not doing that. and clap. 
Okay. Just that oh. will help me uh, time spot. things up. Uh, and it's it's not about us being together at the same time. It's about your audio being my with clap your with video. my video and yours with yours. Yeah. Anyway, I could not find a way to log into this new system. It can process process up to twenty five thousand words, I guess, in a single. You can ask it a. I think that means you can ask it a twenty five thousand word question. Oh, so like you give it a paragraph of context and ask it a question? I think what that leads to is one AI machine asking this AI machine something so that together they can figure out more and more complicated things. I I worry that... My son was trying to file something with the government and it sent him an email that said something that really didn't make much sense. He called and he stayed on the phone for 20 minutes waiting for someone to answer. Finally, he got the idea. He just asked AI and it gave him an answer. It seems like the right answer answer. because he did what it said. And yeah, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It's getting kind of scary, but I don't know. Uh, the cops watch and do nothing as Antifa activist assaults a reporter at the D-Trans awareness rally. So remember, we talked about this rally where everybody's going to, uh, uh, oh, D-Trans awareness. Bringing, yeah, awareness to the fact that people need to untransition. And someone's, uh, Antifa is protesting this. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. So they want, beat a guy up. Yeah, and he beats him up. And guess what the cops did? They nothing. stand there and do nothing. Again, this is just this, what we've been yeah. talking about from the start. You Conservatives need to get cops. off of the band, thinking that the cops are on their side specifically. The cops are. Yeah, they're not. The cops are on the cops' side. And you know what? Who do the cops work for? They work for the government at yeah. you know whatever level. State cops work for state government, and so forth. Since when do we trust the government? Yeah, I, I, I remember I, I heard it over and over again. If you're a law-abiding system, citizen, you don't have anything to worry about. BS. Nope, not true. Not true. Uh, fruits of radical feminism. Uh, according to the CDC, 60% of teenage girls feel persistently sad or hopeless. I heard yeah, about I, that. I, I get, you know, the... Uh, LifeSite News is making a case for this being because of feminism. I think they're right. It's directly because of feminism. There's also something going on with women right now. Um, More and more women hate men for just no reason Mm -hmm. or are scared of men. And there's something I can't put my finger on culturally how this came about. Because people who you wouldn't think are feminists aren't yeah. don't even describe themselves as feminists, but do dislike men. <laughs> it's it's weird. Uh, Oklahoma voters overwhelming overwhelmingly reject the legalization of marijuana. 
Uh, this was right. a 61 to 38 percent vote. So it's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, they act like everybody's for it all the time, and I, I can't yeah. really say what I think about it. I don't think we should be putting people in jail for marijuana, but uh, legalizing it and not arresting people for it are two different things. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Jordan subpoenas the former head of Biden's failed uh, disinformation governance board. Uh, what was her name? Nina Jankowitz. Oh, uh, she was on the they had the gall to, to put that out there anyway yeah she she was she had this uh she's trying to get a lawsuit together against fox news and huh. she came out in public begging for money she wants people to donate money to her so, so that she fox can news sue fox news for money <laughs> so that she can sue because she lost her job in this disinformation governance board, which they say didn't exist. They're telling mm -hmm. us this uh, board never even existed, but she lost her job in that non-existent board and she's suing Fox News over that. Because uh, they made her lose the job? I guess, <laughs> I don't know how Fox News by telling the truth, nowadays just telling the yeah. truth makes people lose their jobs. Um, mm -hmm. There, he's also uh, subpoenaing the former National of School Boards Association officials because of a letter sent by Merrick Garland in October 2021 asking the FBI to treat parents at school, at school board meetings as terrorists. As terrorists, yep. I remember that. I, so he's subpoenaing If nothing family. else... He's Good. uncovering a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hope it keeps going. Like I said, most of this we knew anyway, but it seems like a lot of people didn't. Well, it's um, good to have it out there with official in, uh, attention. Yeah. At least you can see where no, it'll make here, more people It is squirm. true. It is true. Now, see, it's right hopefully, here. Hopefully, it starts resulting in some arrests. Yeah. I mean, some of this stuff, I think, is criminal misuse of the federal government. I don't think anybody's going to go to jail, but it is. You're right. Uh, the world's youngest premature twins celebrate the, their first birthday uh, after they were told that they had zero percent percent chance of survival. I wonder if this is a deal where they were the parents were told uh, you should abort one of them. Oh, that's right. Because they're both not going to survive. Sometimes I don't, they'll do that. I think they were. Uh, encouraged to have an abortion. They were born at 22 weeks, uh, weighed only uh, 0.72, 0.72 pounds, 330 grams. I can't picture that in my head. Okay, that, that's it's about 12 ounces. Th think about I mean, 12, 11, 12 ounces. Yeah, that's yeah. fit in my hand. Right. Wow. Uh, Utah is required to. Utah to require parental consent for social media use. Huh? That 
That's that up to might what age? Be something it's kind of weird, but I guess but yeah. Up, I guess at least until twelve, but maybe to eighteen. Um, but the law, the state law, is saying to social media platforms, you have to get parental consent before you let these teenagers come on there and do things. But see, that's what I don't. I don't know how the state law. I don't. I don't know how the state can enact such a law. If the servers that were hosting the platforms, yeah, existed in that state, they could do that. But if they exist in California, then the state can't enforce a law against those servers and the company that runs those servers, and. The, um, I don't think we want to try to get into a world where every state takes state control over internet routers right. to make sure that information, you know, doesn't right. cross without state line approvals. And so, you know, we, we don't want to turn each state into its own little China. Well, so I, I mean, as, as, as good as I think something like this would be as a, as a sort of cultural movement, I don't see how a state can do right. this. But here's and where they want the federal government. Here's to where they can go with it. They can hold the platforms accountable for harms that their platforms do to the child. So that someone in Utah who gets online and is constantly berated and feels so depressed that they commit suicide, and it's obvious that the platform kind of drove them there they could sue Twitter or TikTok or whatever it is for not right. having asked for consent from the parents to let them on there to begin with. I think that's the direction we're looking at. That's how they would enforce it, I think. I so don't know about that. parents could sue. I wonder what the state's role in that would be. Because like the parents would be suing an out-of-state entity. Right. It's like, you know, if, if I wanted to sue, you know, I don't know. And, but it might be the only way we can uh, rein in some of the abusive powers mm-hmm. that the big yeah. techs have is if they were held liable for certain things. That, that's where right. that's where it needs to go. I, I don't know about yeah, the liability this is the case. right is the right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bishop. Oh, did you hear about that bishop in at the Franciscan University of Steubenville here in Ohio? He shut down the Latin mass. At the university. Which he didn't have to do. Yeah, that was dumb. And he says it's because he's hoping the Pope will let him keep the other one open. I think not. I think the whole thing is... Now that you got no Latin mass. Um, Right. This bishop is... I'm sorry. I'm not going to believe that the bishop had... I don't really quite believe him. Yeah, that's a lie. He, He just doesn't like the Latin mass. Um, and I think there's a little bit of like, let's see if we can show the Pope how smart we're going to be about getting rid of the Latin mass, like just like a popularity contest. You know, I, I've heard that like in China, you've got this popular with the Pope. Yeah, I know. But you've got like Xi Jinping who controls everything. And then you've got local mayors and governors 
And I've heard an expert on the matter say that a lot of these uh, mayors go above and beyond the federal law to prove to their higher ups that they're all in on the party control and that they're, oh. you know what I mean? And I think that's mm -hmm. what's going yep. on here. Could be. Uh, let's see, Delaware Bishop. Uh, okay, I guess in Delaware, they're going, they're trying to pass a law, a bill that would force a priest who hears a confession about abuse and neglect of a child to report it. Ah, right. They're going after uh, the Breaking the seal, seal. confession. Uh, the, the Delaware bishop is, uh, this is Wilmington's Bishop Koenig, is fighting it uh, and trying to say, hey, they can't, that's not, that's not how this works. You can't. Yeah. No matter what the law says, we're not going to do it is what he should be saying. So I you sure guys hope. will not pass the law. I sure hope so. Uh, New Jersey, the New Jersey um, AG is threatening cities with a $10,000 fine for not including non-binary non option on mar marriage certificates. So the Attorney General at New Jersey is saying that those who provide marriage certificates have to have, I don't know, the word non-binary? Are they talking or, about the counties? I guess so. So each county is gonna be sued or fined $10,000 if they don't have the word non-binary on the marriage certificate or something indicating, I don't even, I don't quite yeah. know what that means. As, but, as a sex option for the bride or the groom. Yeah. Uh, on the same, on the other side of the coin, the Tennessee House passed a bill that allowed clerks to refuse uh, same-sex marriage licenses. Good. So the clerks Good can for Tennessee. say, yeah. no, I'm not going to do it. And they might end up getting some kind of federal problem, but Tennessee says, no, our state yeah, cannot go after you. So that's cool. But you know, what, what federal problem could they get? Because regardless of what the Supreme Court said, see, that's another thing. Yeah. The Supreme Court said, oh, a burger file, whatever. So if a state just says, well, we're not going to marry queers, what well, then do? what? It's not like there's some kind of federal police force out there who can go arrest state legislators and state governors and state attorneys general. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. All it means is that if a couple within the state files a lawsuit and that lawsuit reaches the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court will rule the same way again. But that state could still not change. And then right. the next couple can file a lawsuit. So I don't know why these states are so gutless with this stuff. And not only that, we have a Supreme Court right now that might support some of the, for example, uh, outlawing gambling. We were told mm -hmm. by the Supreme Court, states cannot outlaw gambling. But Justice Thomas 
when in the Dobbs case wrote a concurring opinion that these kinds of things, uh, Timothy Gordon talks about this a lot, that yeah, yeah, that these kinds of things could change now. And the Dobbs Everything case under what is the, the basis theory for that. called substantive due process. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that and the, the so, that substantive due process it now. is is a theory of law that that has been guiding the Supreme Court in you know Roe and a whole bunch even before Roe other decisions where the Supreme Court has been saying states don't have the right to do this and that and the other. Yeah. When there's nothing in the Constitution about that. Right. I mean, the Constitution says Congress shall not do X, Y, or Z. It doesn't say the state can't do that. Why is well, that? Yeah. I mean, in some state? cases, like, for example, like, keep and bear arms, it says the right of the people shall not be infringed. So states can't go against, the states can't have anti-gun laws. That's forbidden okay. by the Constitution. But, and that, but then there's, there's other things you know, like like the Fourteenth Amendment that just says that every person who lives in a state and is a is a citizen of the United State state who was born in the United States and is subject to the jurisdiction of the United States is a citizen of the United States and of the state in which they were born. Well, that's one thing, and then there's some other thing in the Fourteenth Amendment about um, equal application of the laws or something like that but but somewhere in there they're finding this theory of law that says that basically the states aren't allowed to make illegal anything that anything that what the constitution anything didn't that say the that they can make illegal, make illegal. I, you know i mean while yeah, it's almost eventually like doesn't this go to murder because the federal uh, government can't doesn't have murder laws yeah yeah that's so that's outside of the well purview not let the state it's crazy yeah. Uh, let's see. So I guess DeSantis went on the TV uh, to describe the explicit books that he found in schools. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was reading from one of them. On TV? The WFLA station cut him off of live TV because they... I think they cut it off and they used the excuse that it was expli uh, explicit. Mm -hmm. but well, it's not too explicit to have in the library. Is that, yeah, this is like the public library or kids' libraries at schools or what? Because um, I know the public library. Children's classrooms and school libraries. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's not too yeah. explicit for your kids that are in school. Why and should it be too, too explicit for public TV? Well, then they changed their tune and said, well, no, that's not what it is. Uh, he's uh, described as having an authoritarian book banning. And he's just we reading. just don't support that. Yeah. He's, he's just saying, is this is the books in your kids' schools. Parents, yeah. what are you going to do about it? That's authoritarian left, book burning, apparently. They are so insane. Yeah. They're scared of truth that's, and they're scared of you know what it's it's time for parents to do is to start living up to the fbi uh okay not not quite the way that people might imagine but but the i you know the fbi uh thought that you know that memo about you know they might be terrorists they're they're intimidating yeah. school board members 
parents mm-hmm. should be intimidating the school board members. Parents yeah. should be in their faces and saying they should threaten them. Say, we threaten you that if you don't get your ass in gear and fix the schools and quit harming our kids, we're going to vote you out of office and we're going to vote your budget away and take away your money. Parents should be very threatening. At least that. Yeah, at least that. Uh, okay, the German bishops. I, see, I don't understand okay. any of this. So they're in this permanent Senate now, where they yeah, just so sit around Senate and have meetings permanent. and vote on things. Um, they approve same-sex blessings by 38 to 9. What does that mean? To approve? Because the Vatican already said no. They declare that transsexual persons should not be excluded from the priesthood. I don't know if that was ever, but that's gross. That is Um, gross. So like a woman who who says, nope, I'm a man, gets her boobs cut off. Yeah. How do we do that? And now they say, oh yeah, you you should be able to become a priest. Is that what they're saying? I don't know because they're also uh, voting in favor of women deacons for the entire church. So... They are off the rails. They need to go have their own little church. They should just secede from the Catholic Church. Stop pretending to be Catholic, you German bishops, and go make your own church. Do what Luther did. They are saying that same-sex blessings will be implemented regardless of the Vatican response. Um, So they are And they are saying in, in Belgium, they've already they're already happening okay so unfortunately all you catholics living in germany and belgium see that that is what schism is schism the definition is refusal to submit to in obedience to the church's just authority right well so these churches these bishops on mass are uh placing themselves into a position of schism with regards to the church. So all of you Catholics in those countries, what are you going to do? You know, if we lived in Germany, I really don't know what I would do at this point. Yeah. I'd be trying to save up and come to America. Yeah. Or Africa. Yeah. It's chaos. Uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, rips into Schumer and promises a full release of the Capitol's January January 6th video. Good, good. I'm glad yeah, that, that backfired on Schumer because that's how it should I'll have been done it when I to see begin it. with. Yeah, I, I, I will believe, believe it when, when I, I see it, it too, but that's exactly how it should have been done from the start. I mean, why didn't he just do it? Why yeah. didn't he just release why, them all? Why give them to some particular media guy? Just put them all out there, let everybody have it. Why does this guy get to decide what I see and what I don't mm-hmm. see when this is public record? This is yeah. I'll I'll bet that one company is is uh, not that company that organization that goes after these kinds of records to make them public. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, they've done a lot of work though mm-hmm. to publicize things. So maybe that, they're putting pressure on on McCarthy. I, they have to be. That would be good. So maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll happen. I want to say the word Washington is in it, but I just can't remember the name of this uh, organization. They're on Fox News all the time, or at least they used to be. Mm. I don't 
watch Fox News anymore. Um, Kansas legislator passes a ban on transgender men playing women's sports, and they did it with such a majority that it's veto-proof. So in Kansas, transgender men can't pretend to be women and be... Oh, okay. So even if the <coughs> excuse me, governor doesn't want to sign it too bad, it's going to become law. Yeah, it is law. Oh, and so I wonder... I don't understand a lot of these things because how does the state decide who's playing football? Ex that's, that's the other thing. I, I, it's like, so a school says, well, yeah, we'll let the girl compete on the boys team. I think the only way the state could decide that is if this, there's already a state run, um, organization or academy or something like that under which these you know teams are you know right. allowed to compete and play each other but but somebody could set up a private one and then yeah there, there wouldn't be any pro problem but, with it. Uh, that's it, it what seems I like don't one understand. of those things that it's like what, what does that mean so like the the what is it WNBA mm -hmm. I mean how are they gonna stop them from doing it Right. I don't. I don't think they can. I don't think. I think these kinds of laws are just a statement of it's kind of a where yeah, the posturing. state is. Yeah. But it tells uh, you what states are the good states. Yeah. Hey, the largest abortion center in Dallas is closing after 50 years of killing unborn children. Yay! So, more dancing on the graves of Roe v. Wade. That's right. Uh. Okay, this is, I'm going to have to share this. Pro-life pregnancy resource bus. So kind of like a traveling pregnancy center. Mm -hmm. Parks next to the Oregon Planned Parenthood. Uh, um, after bordering Idaho limits abortion. Okay, so Idaho limited abortion and Oregon has his Planned Parenthood real close to Idaho, which is where women are going, I guess. Oh, so, so they're parking a bus saying, hey, we will help you. Yeah. Come get on our bus, taking business away from the Planned Parenthood. Right. Good, but good. Here's the joke. Okay. You think, but. <laughs> you would think, but it looks like. Wait till you see this. I'm gonna right. share it here. Now uh, you can't see it very good. Um. But can you see that, the Hold picture on, let me, there? Let me go full screen with it. Whoop, shoot. I need to make your, that picture. Shoot. It's I, not, I don't know how to work. do it. They These things are goofy. Here we go. Oh, okay. It's just, I, it's, it does not look like an anti-abortion bus and it doesn't look like a, it, it just looks like part of Planned Parenthood. Stanton Healthcare. Yeah. So I guess maybe some women might get on the bus mistakenly thinking they want to go to Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. If that's what they're shooting at, they succeeded. But if they're trying to make a bold yeah, statement, um, they need the Ark. It's just yeah, they that's need right. our they bus. Need the, they need the our bus, the Ark, the the. 
Yeah. If they ever have that. This is exactly what Raymond ever... Terry was talking about. This is the dumbest thing, excuse for yeah. a pro-life bus that I've ever seen. Yeah. This and is, if this is and dumb. if it's supposed to be some kind of statement, that's just pathetic. Um, you cannot tell that these people are pro-life. You can just tell that they're quote pro-woman, I guess, whatever or something. Uh, yeah. We're not fighting. It looks like it's an association. We're fighting with abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I would. I would think that it's part of Planned Parenthood. Maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah, if they were, then great, you've achieved it. But it's it's not very bold. I don't know why it's on. Well, it was on uh, which we call it LifeSite News. So. Uh, I saw that and put it on there, but whatever. Uh, the, there's a Latin American bishops for synod on synodality had a mass. And guess who was in there? Somewhere. I guess it's down on a blanket in front of a bunch of stuff, but the Pachamon oh, was there. Oh, gosh. Which, I mean... We've got a Pachamama coin, Mm -hmm. so whatever. Okay, I don't quite understand this a whole lot. The Texas case could stop the sale of abortion drugs in the U.S. A Texas case will begin on March 15th that could stop the sale of abortion drugs in the U.S. There was a Texas judge's decision that could revoke the FDA's approval of abortion drugs. Oh, good. And the judge could at least nullify the FDA decisions in 2016 and 2021 that allowed at-home mail-order chemical abortions. I, you know... Now, here's, here's the thing. Okay, good if the judge nullifies the FDA approval. But I've long felt and believed that the FDA um, should not have as much power as it has in regulating uh, food and drugs in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Specifically, it constitutionally should not be acknowledged as having power to regulate things that are... Like, let's say something is manufactured in a state, sold within the state, and consumed in that state, the FDA shouldn't have any power at all over that. Um, Now, I know there's a particular Supreme Court decision, oh gosh, like back in the early 1800s or something, um, that disagrees with that. That decision needs to be overturned because it's just plain wrong, and it goes against the wording of the Constitution. But... So in that sense, it's like, okay, this is good as far as it goes, but the FDA shouldn't be able to regulate at that level anyway. And if individual states did want to allow this abortion pill, okay, I don't want abortion to happen in any state. Every state needs to make abortion illegal, but each state needs to make abortion illegal, not just clamp down from the federal government. So hopefully at least Texas will be able to make it illegal. And it's already illegal in some states anyway. So, So, but this could stop it from going everywhere. But 
if the FDA has this much power, which they do, they have destroyed farmers. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed them. Uh, I think every FDA agent should be in jail right now. Um, and everyone who runs the FDA should be mm -hmm. in jail right now. Um, but if they have the power, we may as well use, use it, it to our ends, yeah. to our advantage. Um, James O'Keefe launches a new media group and hopes that the people who followed him to Project Veritas will follow him here. Um, do we have a name? It's not that I could follow him monetarily. I don't have any money, oh, but yeah. uh, I, I'm hopeful to see what he does. I think it'll be good. Okay, there's a China diplomat that goes to work, goes and talks to China. And he comes back and says that they're, they've made a secretive deal with Beijing and it's, He says that the deal they've made has been the result of decades of work, but it's not the best. I don't even, I, I don't trust any secret deal with Beijing. Now he Between says the United States that, and Beijing? that Pope Benedict was, was part of this and that they're acting like whatever they've accomplished with China, Is this the way it's being talked about by Archbishop Paul Gallagher is that this is part of Pope Benedict's plan. But I, I just don't believe thing? it. Yeah, okay, the you just, leading Vatican diplomat. Oh, Vatican diplomat. Did I not I mention that, that it was the Vatican? I, I, I'm I sorry. heard diplomat, I might have missed Vatican. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. So don't we um, already have a secret deal and, and it was a disaster and it's continues yeah, to be a disaster? Yeah, and I I, guess, I don't know if this is a different deal or Continuation what. or a modification? Because last I heard that was that uh, Pope Francis kind of redid the deal, mm -hmm. like re-upped it and said, okay, we're going to keep doing this. That's the last thing I yeah. heard. So I don't know what this secret deal is. If it's secret, it's probably not very good. Uh, DeSantis revokes a Miami hotel's alcohol license for letting children attend a sexual drag show. Uh, good job. All right. That is all the news I got. Well, um, isn't exactly nonsense, but it, it kind of is in the sense that I kind of thought we were past that, you know, structurally now, uh, as as you know, as a <clears throat> as a country and understanding how to make buildings and stuff like that. So, in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, the roof of a shopping mall um, collapsed under the weight of snow. Wow. And Minnesota, they should be used to snow. Yeah, right? you would yep. think that they would know how to build these things that they could withstand whatever amount of snow. Right. Um, now, the according to the Duluth International Airport, they've gotten more than 40 inches above the normal snowfall this winter. So 116 wow. inches in all. Uh, somebody says, I went to the mall gate. Sure enough, it was shocking to see 
you could see open to the sky because the roof had collapsed. The snow was as tall as the mall roof when it caved in. Wow. So, whew, man. I'm yeah, I'm still surprised, but then again, I look. That stuff's heavy. <laughs> look, I I keep saying I do not believe that uh, man can make weather. I don't believe that the Rockefellers are controlling right. anything in the weather, but I I am starting <laughs> to wonder with these weird storms. Uh, we're getting some extreme stuff, and the problem is that right away we're blaming it on climate change, which is just code words for yeah. more uh, federal con control. This is, and I wonder if they figured out how to do some things, and they're doing it so that they could gain more. Well, here's here's a thought. Okay, let let's I assume let's it, assume somebody would know. like to know how to control the weather. What do you think those early experiments are going to be? Weather's going to go nuts. Disaster. Yeah, it's going to be, oh, well, yeah. that's not what we intended. Oh, let's try shifting it this way a little bit, you know, like that. And that could be So it. that could be yeah. what we're, we're seeing as some of the early experimentation for some of that stuff. I don't know. I don't believe that's really going yeah. on, but, but that would make more sense to me. Yeah, it'd make more sense than the Rockefellers making enough snow in Minnesota <laughs> to collapse them all. So, or the longest stand running, uh, what was it, a tropical storm, uh, Cyclone uh, Yeah, Freddy, Cyclone Freddy. Was it? So. Uh, all right. Maybe. So have you ever watched Sharknado? I tried. I really did. <laughs> well, so would you stupid. believe that? Let's see. Was it how many? I kept seeing like, like Sharknado. Like there was a two and then a three. I I think there were like six. Yeah, there of was them. a bunch of them. I think six of them in all. I mean, there's yeah. that's almost as many as as Nightmare on Elm Street, or uh, not Nightmare. Um, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. I think there were like eight of those, maybe. Anyway. Uh, there were 13, I thought. Or they're oh, supposed there? to be 13. To 13. They're trying to build to 13 oh, okay. anyway. I don't think they got to 13, but they're trying to hey, get quick, there still, I quick, think. Uh, trivia about that the original Friday the 13th movie. If you watch the movie and count the deaths and uh, and and then yeah. you know try to get an accurate death poll count without looking it up, you'll probably miss the number because you will forget about there's one case where they a snake wormed its way into a cabin and they killed it that actually happened during the filming and that is an actual real death of a snake on film as part of the movie oh, they actually killed animals during the making yeah. of that movie yeah i mean they, yeah. did, they didn't mean to it was like the snake got in somebody killed it because he had a machete and then they decided to keep the footage because it worked out so oh. well all right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we're in for a new low um, in movies if this takes off. So, you know, they had the movie Cocaine Bear. Um, I did There's not a, know movie they had a movie Cocaine called Bear. Cocaine it's, Bear. It's like a, um, I guess it's based on a real story. A bear once like got into like these cocaine dealers. A bear got into one of their packs yeah. and kind of went. 
Well, this cocaine, that somebody made a movie, okay. Cocaine Bear, which is kind of like bear. a comedy, but based on that premise. Yeah. Now, kind of like Sharknado. Now, there's Cocaine Shark. Cocaine Shark. So I'm thinking, which, you know, who knows? If you what think other of animals. how you take cocaine, uh, it requires air and sharks. This is almost like a SpongeBob SquarePants episode. <laughs> I mean, you, you sniff cocaine. How did this shark? I guess he yeah. just ate it and I don't went know. nuts. But I'm I'm sharing the picture of the shark here. Um, whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Okay, Tia. Here's the thing. Last week we had a news story which we totally messed up because you kept blanking out with your computer and um, about a cocaine leopard. Oh, that's right. The, at the Cincinnati Zoo. It was a servo. Yeah. So somebody found a servo in a tree and they called whoever mm -hmm. you would call and they came and caught it, took it to the zoo and tested it for cocaine. Why would they of test the an animal for test cocaine? An animal for, we better find out if this thing's on coke. <laughs> well, these okay, movies here's, show why. Here's the theory. The theory is that somebody was using it to guard oh, their stash. Okay. And it got into their stash. And because drug Do dealers like will use yeah, dangerous animals. To, which I would. I mean, if I were a drug, if I wanted to steal the drugs, I would just shoot the cat yeah. and then take them. It's not a very good guard. Of course, Maybe it's know. just to keep, you know... The, the casual uh, looky-loo from discovering yeah. the drugs. Yeah, that could be. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> I don't know what's next, but we've got the bear and the shark. All right. So, yeah. this one, it, it was just kind of interesting, I guess, in a cute little way or, or something. But uh, I happened on it because I know how much you like coffee. Uh, I guess in Italy, um, they drink coffee like water. So, at a baseball stadium they decided yeah. we need an espresso machine in the dugout for the players <laughs> in the dugout okay i i don't even like oh espresso. no i know <laughs> i don't know to me espresso is like burnt coffee almost because they get it really hot to the mm -hmm. point where it's forcing through the and it just tastes like burnt coffee yeah. to me like coffee that's been out all night same way uh it's like uh, what do you call it? Starbucks coffee is... Starbucks tastes like espresso oh, mm -hmm. to me. And, I don't know. I, I never cared for it. But I do... I would drink coffee If you were a baseball there. player, you would be if perfectly If I were a baseball player... Yeah, great. But I would say, can just we just get a regular coffee, coffee maker? Like a bun? <laughs> you yeah. know, we don't need I was it. in Ireland... Did I tell you this about the the coffee? So I go up to this machine. I want to get some coffee. Yeah. It's a you know one of those coffee dispensers where like like they have at gas stations here. Mm -hmm. You know, and you got to select what kind of coffee. Well, here if your selections are oh you can choose the Honduran coffee or the Colombian or the you know whatever uh, the house roast. Mm -hmm. There they've got different things and and then like espresso and whatever else. And then one of them is Americano. Well, that's American coffee. So American coffee. I thought, okay, American coffee. That's what I want. I clicked it and, and I, I thought it was broken at first. Cause what it did is it put like 
like in a cup, you know, that's, um, I don't know if you can see my hands all the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like maybe that big and put this like little bit of coffee and then it just started filling the rest with hot water. And I thought, oh, it must've run out of coffee or something like wow. that. But that's do you know what it is? Issues, I guess is when I got it, well, coffee. I don't think it's instant coffee. I think it's actually brewed coffee, but they brew it so strong that when it was done, it tasted like good coffee. No. Yeah. Did oh yeah, like it tasted it? like Amer it well, tasted like American coffee, and I make my coffee pretty strong here. I've yeah, I've tasted your coffees. That none of them really taste American. <laughs> okay, I'm not talking about Folgers is American. My coffees, like when I bring, uh, you know, like like the s'mores or something like that. But but like the Death Wish coffee or something I'll like that. I'll tell you that. what. I mean, you know, but, I I don't or, like or when uh, I get coffee I, at at Pilot gas station, you know, Pilot truck stops and stuff. It tasted like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing about those coffee makers, the modern coffee makers that most the gas ones that grind when they make it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I it's good because you always have fresh, but it doesn't taste like mm -hmm. brewed coffee because it's like it's, pressed it's through different. or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it tastes like one of those uh, those little one cup the curds. Yeah, curd. yeah, it's, it's it always like a little bit off, a little bit different, and. I, I, it's not that I hate it. I'll drink it because that's all there is. But I would much rather have brewed coffee unless it's like five days mm -hmm. old or something. I mean, it gets old. It doesn't yeah. taste as good. Yeah. All right. My last story. Um, so we, we covered a story. The What was it? Spain ruled that guy can ride around his bike naked or something like that. Yeah, he had used a naked bike, which I can't imagine being I know. comfortable in any Doing way, that. shape, or form. Well, anyway, I, I guess in uh, Berlin, uh, they decided, the, the state government decided that women don't have to cover up their tops when they're swimming. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this picture. You think this picture was photoshopped? What, yeah, the kid do, does he look air? like he's? Yeah, because I don't know where. He's does he going. look like I, like? Well, let's assume that he's going to make it into the pool, which looks doubtful to me. He's not where did he come that. from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't see where. He I think came this from. is Photoshop. Unless there's a separate pool. There's oh, a separate that we're not pool seeing right that under might, him. That might make sense. So yeah, okay. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, guys. I sh should be showing uh, it. Yeah, that's right. Sharing this. Okay, so that, yeah, that's the lap uh, pool that we're seeing, and under him is the pool that you can, like, dive in and jump in and stuff like that. He's probably a, somebody yeah. with a camera on the diving board right behind him. That makes more sense. So it, it's hard to tell because it looks like he's just in air out of no, yeah. nowhere. But if there's a division between that's the lap pool and there's a diving pool right there, that would make sense. And it would make sense because you can see that the, the pool that you can see is rather shallow. Mm -hmm. And if you were going to have a dive that far up, you'd want it pretty deep. So that would, yeah. It does look like Photoshop, though. It kind of looks Photoshop. 
And then the other picture is him landing. I guess that's what we're supposed oh, to think. Okay. Yeah, I have not been swimming in. It's been at more than ten years. I went swimming last year. I uh, took Terry down to Florida for a vacation. I, you know, obviously I have to go in the ocean then, so we did some swimming then. But I don't, I don't swim if often. I, I don't either. But it, here's the thing, I because my kids some sit around and talk about, oh, if if we won the lottery, we'd do this, we'd do this. That is one thing I would do. If if I won the lottery, I would have a oh. nice swimming pool that I could go swimming. Yeah, you'd have to win the lottery and pay someone to keep it up. They are a pain yeah. to, to keep up. Yeah, because I wouldn't yeah. want to do it. I, 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 I wouldn't care enough to take care of it, but I would care enough to probably use it once or twice. Yeah, apparently week. these uh, the rules were changed in response to somebody like making a... Um, uh, uh, equal treatment complaints. Uh, yeah, women like men should be able to swim topless because it's not e equal treatment. Yeah, why can men wear... I would have just said from <laughs> well, now on men have to wear shirts. Or, but the thing is... The thing is... Equal the, treatment. The equal treatment is, is actually already there because... Well, women yeah, can, women just can say, say they're men. men, but what I'm what I'm getting at is, um, unlike a man's chest, women's breasts are kind of private parts. I mean, they 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 are designed to, yeah. let's say, have a sexual effect at least on men, even though they're not used directly in the act. Yeah, but. Um, they do on women too. Like if you touch your oh, chest, okay, yeah, I don't know, that whatever. Do anything for me. <laughs> okay, so that yeah, does that's do true. something that's for true. women. So yeah, so they so have my a point sexual is, part. The, if the rule simply says you got to cover your private parts or particularly your sexual parts, um, then. Mm -hmm. It's already an equal treatment thing. It's just that that happens to be part of what that means for women. Yeah. So this is more insanity in the world. Yeah. And that is all the news I have. These people are crazy. They certainly are. All right. Time for so, Bible trivia. Okay. So I'm going to share the screen, but here's the thing. Yeah. I, when you were asking about Jesus talking about being hot and cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the answer I got. The statement you're referring to is found in the book of Revelations. Oh. Specifically, Revelation 3, 15 to 16. Okay, so in this passage, it wasn't Jesus. Jesus is a... Uh, it says Jesus is addressing the church in Laodicea. That's right. But that's not Jesus um, because well, it is. Jesus doesn't talk in Revelation. No, he doesn't. Does well, he sort of does because remember the beginning of Re Revelation, he has John write seven letters to seven bishops yeah. around the world at that time. He, he, they call him the seven. Yeah. He, he, he refers to them as the seven angels of the church, but they're, they're the bishops. 
And so these are letters of encouragement and admonition of the bishops. And that's where he says this. So it is okay, Jesus, just you not are in the lukewarm, gospel. I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Huh. Okay. But the point is the same, I think. Yeah. All right. Let's roll the dice. And the number is six, which is general. Okay, general biblical. You got your AI up to type the yep. question in? All right. So the question is... <laughs> let's, let's see if your AI gets it right. Because this okay. is disputed between Catholics and Protestants. Oh, what is man. the Tenth Commandment? All right. Because Protestants or Catholics know that the Tenth Commandment is, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. wife. With the Ninth being, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Right. Protestants think mistakenly that the Tenth Commandment is, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods, nor his wife. That's because Protestants lump wives in with goods. All right, well, AI says... Uh, AI is leaning in the direction of the Protestants so far. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, it quotes uh, Exodus chapter 20. You shall not cover your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife, nor his servant, male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. This commandment with the other nine is found in the Old Testament in the book of Exodus chapter 20. Um, it doesn't mention the other way of saying it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we take ours out of what Leviticus or Deuteronomy? Uh, or? It might be Deuteronomy, which is kind of like a retelling of the law. Yeah. So I think that's what Deuteronomy is. Actually. So the Protestants join the last two commandments, whereas mm -hmm. they would accuse Catholics of joining the first two commandments. So we say, you shall not have false gods before me, nor make the image of other gods. And they put the image of God and false gods as two different commandments. Yeah, which... To me is kind of dumb but especially since the the point of the imagery is that they didn't because know they worshiped what god it. Looked it was false like. gods right well yeah there's yeah no, nobody knew what god looked like when jesus was born we knew what god looked like mm -hmm. not necessarily the father but we but, knew what god looked like because god was a man god no yeah god looked like something yeah, instead of an animal with a funny head. Yeah. All right. All right. That's uh, okay. So next week one. we get the final episode. Yeah, that was an easy one. Um, and uh, I guess it, it's 
a little bit less focused on abortion, but uh, all in all, it was, it's been a great interview so far and we'll see the rest of it next week. Yep. Until then, think about what we said. And as always, go raw and circle the beads. Bye everyone. Come on, baby, baby, baby.